What is up? What is up? What is up? It is your boy Dubs in the building, and welcome to a new episode of The Analysts. As we break down, we're gonna call this Playoff Weekend, starting with Football Saturday on this. Very chilly, windy, cold day out here in Williamsburg, Virginia. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got some game. Well, two games going on today. As far as for, oops. Okay, time to turn that on. That makes noise. And this makes noise. Everything makes noise. All right. Got two games going on today uh, in the NFL. And uh, I just wanted to address it and talk about that game. Talk about, um, I guess I'm going to go do these quarterback rankings that they have on. Uh, USA Today, and I'm coming up with my own rankings of what I think about um, each of these NFL quarterbacks and these games that's going on this weekend. Um, talking about the key significant importance. Because uh, it's very, this is winner go home. This ain't no we play next week. This ain't no, all right, we when this game and you know your record goes up, nah, everybody's over. Nobody cares. It's almost like the NCAA tournament, if you think about it. Because when the NCAA tournament comes around and it's time for the best sixty-four in the field, your re- record and what you did in the regular season, what you did in your conference thing, don't matter no more. It don't. What matters is what you do in the playoffs against any opponent. It don't matter if it's the seventh seed. It don't matter if it's the two seed. Everyone, I feel like, is equal. And uh, if if you're not on top of your game, the other team will smell blood and they will get you. Um. Well, let's get to some news before I start breaking down these games. Um, Antonio Pierce is a leading candidate for the Las Vegas Vaders job. Um, the players seem to have gotten behind him and really like his energy and what he's brought to the team. They finished the season beating the Denver Broncos 27-14. Uh, owner... I want to say it's Mark Davis. Um, for the Raiders, said he's really excited about the job Pierce did in leading the team to a 5-4 finish in his interim duties. Um, they did have Josh McDaniels early in the season, and they weren't really playing up to their capability, even though uh, Jimmy G was playing, but he was kind of hurt throughout the season, and then they weren't winning certain games, and you could tell from the morale that Devontae Adams wasn't into it. 
uh, Josh Jacobs, he was just coming back and, you know, they had their issue in the offseason about paying him and I think the team mentality changed. They woke up when they put Aiden O'Connell in at quarterback and Antonio Pierce took over. You can see that team play a lot harder. The defense started locking in a lot better. Devontae Adams was looking like an all-pro receiver again. Uh, Max Crosby, he's made it known that he wanted Antonio Pierce back. He's even said if they can't bring him back, you might as well just trade him because he ain't trying to be there. And, uh, he finished with a career-high 14 and a half sacks this season. Um, so the Raiders have good, if they can get him, at least they can get this out of the way and then they can figure out the quarterback situation. If they want to stick with Aiden O'Connell or if they do want to give Jimmy G a chance or they just want to draft a quarterback. Um, they did have some impressive wins this season to beat the New York Giants 30 to six. They beat the Chargers. And a crazy Thursday night game where they pumbled the Chargers, even though they didn't handle Justin Herbert. The coach got fired and the GM got fired, and they beat them 63-21. They beat the Chiefs on Monday night 20-14, which was like a shocking upset. Nobody didn't, didn't see that coming. Um, and they beat the Broncos 27-14. But they did have like a bad loss. They lost to the Vikings 3 nothing. And they lost to the Colts 23 to 20, which kept them out of the playoffs for the 19th time in 21 seasons. Yikes! But hopefully, with keeping Antonio Pierce, maybe, maybe the Raiders might be better next year. Maybe they, maybe they get to where they need to get to next year. Huh? Three and one in the division last year. So, well, when he took over. So, who knows? Um, A.J. Brown is out for Monday night's game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was already upset. There's been some conflict throughout the season, him not getting the ball enough, and he's just been a little frustrated with some things. Uh, he had tweaked his knee in that Giants loss uh, when uh, his right leg was pinned awkwardly behind him while being tackled by a cornerback, Nick McLeod. Um, he did finish the season with 106 catches, 1,456 yards, seven touchdowns on the season. But not having your best weapon at right now is going to hurt them because uh, right now the Eagles are banged up. I'm not going to lie to you. They're walking into this game a little, they limping. Like I did in the 56 episode uh, last week. The teams are limping into the playoffs. This is the team I'm talking about, Philadelphia Eagles. When you talk about a team that's being riddled with energy, with injuries, uh, it's not looking too good for them. Um, like, like right now, uh. He uh, re-blankenshipped their safety. He had a groin injury. He did not practice Thursday. Um, he already lost Sidney Brown for the season. I don't see nothing about Jalen Hurts or Devontae Smith, so maybe they've gotten better. 
over time. They're going to probably put the load on Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Hopefully, um, Swift is okay. But uh, I don't see anything retaining nobody else as far as injuries. Um, so, yeah. Not having your best receiver, it sucks. Dolphins saw that a lot. This past season, having some key injuries to Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, offensive line issues. But uh, tonight, they get Jalen Waddle back to get Raheem Mostert back. They had no setbacks, so they should be playing tonight against Kansas City Chiefs in probably the toughest game. I'm going to say both teams got to deal with. Like, we're not even talking about, like, the game. Like, the weather is terrible. And, uh, I'm not sure how any of these teams are going to handle this. It's negative four degrees out there in Kansas City, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, normally I don't do the weather for when it comes to football, but... This is all I kept getting notifications for all week. This is all I kept seeing on Twitter. Is that everybody would kept coming up to me and talking about. It was telling me how cold it feels in, in Kansas City. So right now it's negative four degrees. Right now they said the real field feels a negative 15. It's a wind chill warning from 6 p.m. to 12 on Tuesday. That means from Friday all the way to Tuesday. And it's going to be nasty out there. Um, yikes. Like, it. By the time it's showing, let's see. By the time it gets to game time, it's going to be negative 4 degrees. It's going to feel like negative 28 with wind gusts up to 28 miles per hour. Wind, 15 mile per hour winds. Them guys tonight are going to be dealing with something that uh they're going to be like, oh boy. Now, some guys, I guess, uh, you know, they play football. They're like, you got to be used to the this type of weather. This is what you play football in. This is what you get used to. This is what choose, this is what shows who got grit, who's tough. And people kept coming up to me and it's like, oh, the Dolphins, they come from the nice weather. They come from where it's nice and hot, warm and stuff. The low you might see is 69 degrees and they got to go out to negative freaking negative four degrees weather where... If your exposed skin is showing, you can get uh, frostbite. But most, some of the guys on the Dolphins are like, nah, I'm not putting sleeves on. I'm not. I'm going to be all right. We just got to keep moving. Uh, Sean Elliott is questionable. Javon Holland. They say they're making strides to try to play tonight. Kadarius Tony questionable. Justin Ross is questionable. Um, last, we'll say the last two games, Dolphins lost big, big marquee matchups. 
the Chiefs handled what they needed to handle, and they won. Both teams are are eleven and six. So, can't wait to dive into that. Gerard Mayo is the new head coach of the New England Patriots. He used to be the linebacker for the Patriots back in the two thousands. Uh, I want to say probably when I was like a sophomore, junior in high school. That's when he was a linebacker. Um, they made that hire very quick after Bill Belichick uh, retired this past, I think it was Wednesday. He becomes their first black head coach in Patriots history. Uh, he is 37 years old. Um from the Hampton area, from Virginia. Um, he'll be the youngest head coach in the NFL. Uh, he'll take over that title from Sean McVay, who um, was young at the time when he got named their head coach in 2017. Um, uh, he was a linebacker for the Patriots from 2008 to 2015. Selected in the first round out of Tennessee, he joined Bill Belichick's coaching staff in 2018, serving as the linebackers coach. Um, yeah, Patriots they they weren't in a going to sit there and just wait around and try to find a coach. They was like, now nah, let's get this done now. Let's find a successor. I'm sure Robert Kraft talked to Bill Belichick and asked him how he felt about him and was his confidence, and he probably gave the biggest praise for him. And uh, I could definitely tell you this, and I'm going to say this now before the season starts. The Patriots will be a playoff team next year. Remember this episode, folks. You can pin it if you listen to this. Remember episode 57. By the time I get to that episode next season, I probably should be over at 100. Maybe like, I don't know. It just depends because I'm going to start getting into basketball and and things. So, who knows what number I'll be at. But, um, Patriots will be a playoff team next year. I guarantee if they get the right quarterback, they get a better offensive line. They get some receivers. And, yeah, I think, like, it's going to be a, a mentality shift. When you bring in that type of guy and, let's say, some of the players that were coached underneath him this past season or the previous season, they know him and they just be like, hey, man, it's a good dude, man. He knows his stuff. And other players start hearing it. They be like, I might try this. I might, I might go over here. Let me play over here. And it all starts with how they draft. I think in their draft process, I think. Let's see. Let's see if it shows. Let's see. Hmm. For the New England Patriots. Where would they track? They're four and thirteen. Right now, they were drafted. They got the f- first pick, third pick in the draft. Very, 
different for them. Usually they don't get a top five pick like that. They never struggle. They never mess up like that. So you would never think you would see this. But they did draft Mac Jones. I think he was a top 10 pick, I think. I can't remember. Um, but watch what Gerard Mayo does with their team. He's going to change everything. And defense is probably going to be more solid, more um, lock, locking down. But watch what happens. Watch what he does as far as personnel. That's going to be a whole different team. Also, Pete Carroll stepped down. Um, uh, I guess he'll take an advisory role with the Seattle Seahawks. He's been with them for quite a long time, um, especially coming from USC. Um, but they said Pete Carroll fought hard to keep his job. But he said the people above him, that's an ownership. They're not football people. Um, I guess they wanted to make a change. And I guess, I guess they felt like what he was doing wasn't working. And them missing the playoffs wasn't helping. It's a lot of changes going on. A lot of changes. Washington get a new uh, GM from the 49ers, who was an assistant over there. You got new head coaches. It's a lot of news going on before the first playoff game. It's, it's like exciting, exciting to see. You got Mark Andrews returning to practice for the first time. Um, he started practicing this week um, since the Ravens get a first round by. He can get some reps in. So, uh, I'm sure he's excited to get back on the football field and run with his guys. But, let's rank. Or let's talk about these rankings from USA Today. And then I'm going to go through. I'm going to talk about my own rankings. From quarterbacks to teams who I think are the best. Let's start with the obvious. We'll say the best quarterback in the league, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. He is the best quarterback right now as far as his experience in the league. They have him ranked number one. He's played in 14 playoff games. He's won two Super Bowls out of four years. And, um... And he has never lost a playoff game before the AFC Championship game. And he's been starting the league for six years. Been in three Super Bowls, two and one. The 28-year-old holds an 11-3 record in the postseason and the owner of an NFL record, 107.4 pass rate in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes turns it up to another level. Remember the game last year? They played against the Eagles, and the Eagles were, like, on a high. They couldn't be stopped. And it looked like the Eagles were going to get them a second Super Bowl in the last couple of years. And Patrick Mahomes in that second half was like, put it on my shoulders, coach. I got this. 
fuck this. Put the ball in my hand. I guarantee we're going to win this game. And that's what he did. They came back and won that game and got him their second ring. Since he's been quarterback. Second quarterback, as they bring, is Joe Flacco. He's played in 15 games. He's one of three quarterbacks in this year's playoffs with a Super Bowl ring, one of two with a Super Bowl MVP. He is also a 10-5 and five as a starter in the playoffs with all of his previous experience coming with the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. This year will be the first time he's starting in the playoffs since 2014. Matt Stafford has played in seven games. The 35-year-old 35, 35 uh, Georgia product had a Super Bowl run where uh, they won in 2021. In um, his first year with the, when they beat the Cincinnati Bengals, he's a 4-3 and three playoff starter, but he has a 99.0 passer rating and 15 total touchdowns in those seven games. They have Jalen Hurts as four. He played in four games. Um, he is one or two quarterbacks in the 2023-2024 playoff field that have played in the Super Bowl, though neither has a ring. He beats out Jared Goff by virtue of his 84.7 pass rating in four playoff games and a higher completion percentage rate and strong contribution as a runner as well as a pass. He has nine total touchdowns in the postseason with two interceptions. He's two and two. Jared Goff. Has experience playing in the Super Bowl. Um, his performances across six playoff playoff games are eh, pedestrian. He's a 79.9 passer rating and 57.4 completion percentage, and he has averaged fewer than 220 yards per per game in the postseason. He has a three and three record. Josh Allen has is the number six quarterback that they have. He's played in eight games. Um, he has 19 total touchdowns to four interceptions with a 63.8 completion rate and a 99.6 passer rating. He's still 4-4 four four in the playoffs and is yet to make the playoffs. Brock Purdy has played in three games, even though he just started last year. Um, but he did have a good statistical run when they made the NFC Championship game when they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he is 2-1 in the playoffs with 569 yards, 4 total touchdowns, no interceptions, a 65.1 in completion percentage, and 109.8 passer rating across the three games. Baker Mayfield, they have an 8. Um, he's 1-1 one one in the playoffs with a 62% completion percentage, 94 passer rating, 467 yards, 4 touchdowns, no picks. Dak is ninth. Was he's played in six games. He's two and four in the playoffs. Sixty-three point three completion percentage. Ninety-two point three passer rating. Uh, he has thrown fifteen hundred fifty-nine yards. Fifteen total touchdowns. Five interceptions. Lamar is tenth. Um, he's played in the playoffs three times, not including last year because he was hurt. But he has a he does have a win to show for it. This the he's played he's been in the league for six years. He has 55.9. Completion percentage of 68.3 passer rate, 900 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, but he has five picks. He has also ran for 367 yards on 54 attempts. In other quarterbacks, they've never played in the playoffs from Jordan Love, Mason Rudolph, C.J. Stroud, and Tua Tango Valor. All right. 
So, I went through all what they ranked each quarterback. I'm going to go through and rank these quarterbacks and what I feel like who's the best quarterback in these playoffs and who everybody should pay attention to. So, Patrick Mahomes is going to be number one. He has Super Bowl experience. He's the one that's the last to face Tom Brady and make sure he didn't get to the Super Bowl. Um, he's impressed from his first season and then getting to the playoffs and doing what he's done. Patrick Mahomes is someone you can never think the game is over when he's playing. He's going to figure out some way. If he can't get it done with his arm, he'll figure it out with his legs. He'll get those key first downs when you don't think so. And that's the most hidden treasure about his type of game. He's not a runner. He will not run the ball all the time. But when he needs to, he will run it. And he is dangerous, especially playing in this type of temperature right now. Uh, I guess the Dolphins... And it's going to be slippery and just subtle jukes. People are going to be thinking about like, man, I got to, I can't just put my cleats into the snow like that. I'm going to be sliding. Like, guys going to really have to, all right, I got to make a move on him. Like, now I can't let him just do all this trying to wiggle. Because he's not really going to drop his shoulder, but he's just a bigger quarterback. Not like Josh Allen, but he's he's just bigger and he has quick feet where you're not just going to hit him head on. So that's a key factor, and that's why he is great success in the playoffs. That's why I have him ranked number one. I have um, I have Jalen Hurts as number two only because of what he's done the last two years in the playoffs. Um, Jalen Hurts has shown when there's adversity and a team need to be carried on his back, he's been the game changer. And a lot of times he's the one that's like, all right, put it on my back, coach. I got this. They counting us out. I got this. He's lit it up uh, through the air. He's killed in the um, running. Yeah, I think he's built like a running back. So you're not just going to hit him like you want to. He's going to truck you and run you over. Yeah, I think the tush push, when they played against, um, when they played against certain teams, you've seen they just kept doing it every single time. They was like, well, you can't stop it. We're just going to keep running it. We're going we're gonna to rush to the line. We're going to get in our formation, and I guarantee you we're going to get that first, and you're not going to stop us. Jalen Hurts is dangerous. I don't want people to look at because they have injuries right now, and he's dealing with that middle finger. He's trying to recover that um, the Eagles are going to be overlooked. If Jalen Hurts is playing, you better be paying attention to him. If you don't, it is going to be scary. For any of them NFC teams, he's he's the, probably the most trusted guy I trust right now. He's gotten to the Super Bowl. He knows what it feels like. He's not afraid of the moment. 
pay attention to Jalen Hurts in this game, especially on Monday against the Bucks. My number three quarterback, I have Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar is playing a limited amount of uh, playoffs. He did, I think his last one, they did beat the Titans. But I think they lost that game before that. I think Lamar Jackson has a chip on his shoulder. Let's go back to the offseason. He told the Ravens, I'm my own agent. I'm negotiating this deal. I want this money. I want to be paid like how Deshaun Watson is paid. Um, um, Lamar Jackson got his money and has led the best team in the whole NFL to a one seed in the AFC. The best team. Mar Jackson. 24 touchdowns, 7 picks on the seats. That Ravens defense is basically like number one. But the reason why they're playing at a number one level is because their quarterback is playing with no fear in his mind. He's had he's got this thinking like I got this coach. We got the right team. I guarantee you we're gonna do what we're supposed to. Watch what we do and stuff. Watch. The Ravens are the most dangerous team in the whole playoffs. And it's because of Lamar Jackson. Running capabilities. He can throw the ball. Escape ability. You get your best playmaker back. You get Mark Andrews back next week. Depending on who they play, whoever the low seed is. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, a linebacker, Kyle Hamilton back there, Marlon Humphreys. They're playing that way because of how their quarterback has been playing. Lamar Jackson this season has 10 games he's played against teams that's been over 500. They played it 10 games. You want to know how many losses they got in those games? Let me see if I can pull it up. Let me go to this schedule. Because certain teams did have winning records. Let's see. They've beaten the Dolphins, 49ers, the Jaguars, the Rams, Bengals, uh, Browns, Seahawks, Lions, Texans. I say Bengals. I think that was it. I think that was it. That 10? Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, they have 9 wins over teams as a 500 record or more. Most dangerous team in the whole NFL playoffs. 
Lamar Jackson may be hoisting that Lombardi trophy. Super Bowl MVP. Number three quarterback right now. I have rated. So he should be number one. Number four quarterback, I have Brock Purdy. We're going to talk about a guy who's already playing with a chip on his shoulder. Contract ain't big. Sixth round quarterback. Uh, or is it seventh round? Whatever. Mr. Irrelevant. A guy who had come in filling for Jimmy G last year. And he basically carried that 49ers team. Changed their mentality. Getting them to the playoffs. You're telling me that Brock Purdy... And them 49ers are stumbling and not feeling motivated. I think this is Kyle Shanahan's, I ain't going to say his last hope, but I think organization program like, all right, y'all, you got to do something. You can't have a team to quit like this and y'all don't want it. You have the best linebacker in the whole NFL. You have Fred Warner. Probably the most underrated, most under-talked-about guy in the whole league. Best running back in the league, and Christian McCaffrey, who's rejuvenated his career. Um, best tight end, um, George Kittle, who proved it. He was the only tight end in the whole league that had 1,000 yards receiving. Brock Purdy has no fear about who they play. Yeah, I think they play the low seed in the NFC. They not worried about nobody they got to play. I already said what he what he's done in the playoffs. He ain't got no blemishes. He got hurt in the game last year against the Eagles. He was out early, so he couldn't finish the game. You got to go play in their stadium, though. Where it's going to be rocking. That defense is going to be motivated. They're going to come out and hit. Their offense, their defensive line, they get that together in this time period. Oh, be aware, folks. Rock Purdy is the X Factor for that San Francisco team. My number five quarterback, I got Josh Allen. You want to talk about a, a guy who resurrected that team when they looking like they weren't even going to make the playoffs? Josh Allen has played some phenomenal football this last month or two. Josh Allen is coming in with the mindset where we we took we took the AFC East from the Dolphins. They had it for like a month. We walked in there and just snatched it from them. You don't think we can win again? You don't think we can win in the playoffs? We we fell short a few times. Our last five games, we beat some legit teams. <laughs> They beat the Chiefs, Cowboys, and the Dolphins. It's three out of five teams. Five straight. Josh Allen 
aside from Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, is the most one of the most scariest quarterbacks to be playing against. Yeah, think about how motivated Josh Allen plays in that mentality every game. The game is never over. Like when they are in a rhythm, like what he did against the Dolphins, they can burn clock, they can play defense. But with his ability to extend the play, make certain throws, Josh Allen is dangerous. Dangerous. You can go back to the game last week and they played the Dolphins. Eight of those first downs were runs by him. Quarterback sneaks. Who can stop a dude at 6'5", about 240? Who? You ain't seen a guy that's been that big since Cam Newton. And the only difference between him and Cam Newton, Cam, Cam had a really strong arm. Josh Allen has, like, he can stand there or he can be sitting there running backwards and he'll launch that ball and... They got to play the Steelers. And who knows if they got T.J. Watt. In three seed, you got to go play in that weather. It's, if you thought the, where Kansas City is going to be at today, tonight is bad, go play up in Orchard Park. <laughs> Good luck for whoever walks in that stadium. And you playing in what they pl- practicing. Man, you love this type of one. They don't care. Josh Allen. Pay attention to him. Another quarterback. Um, I'm going to say has a lot on his shoulders. And this guy probably got to pay attention to, especially their first playoff game. My man, Matt Stafford. He, he gets... A dream. A dream come true. How do you get traded from a team you was with 10 plus years? Did everything you could for that franchise. Fans loved you in Detroit. They cheered for you. They watched you play with a messed up shoulder, get a game winning two point conversion for them to win the game. You do all this, you get traded to the Rams. You you take them Rams in that first year, you go to the Super Bowl and win. And then years later, you're fighting to get in the playoffs. You get there, you don't know who you're playing. You don't know if you're playing the Cowboys, the Rams. Could be the Eagles. You get in, you figure, you find out. You got to go back to Detroit. This time as a visitor. And you got to play in a dome against your old team. Oh. Mm. It's like a, it's like a story. Magical story right there. Imagine playing against them again. It could have been in L.A. Still would have been a magical story. But just for him to go back that way, wow. 
Matt Stafford with Puka Nicole, Cooper Russ, Cooper Cup, man, Cooper Russ, Tom the quarterback for the Cowboys. Kyron Williams, Aaron Donald defense. You know, Matt Stafford is going to be motivated. Play back in his home. The team that drafted him. Even though it's going to be the same for the next guy I talk about. Matt Stafford is locked in, ladies and gentlemen. He's not worried about the defenses that he got to face. He's not worried about your blitz. He's making adjustments. He's changing stuff. He knows you can't guard Puka Nicole, who's about 6'2", 6'3". He knows if Cooper Cup is on his stuff, he's like the best receiver in the league. Kyron Williams, one of the tough running backs out there. He knows they can put up points real fast. They can push the tempo and play no huddle. He's going to be motivated playing against some Detroit Lions. Very, very, very motivated to play the Detroit Lions. And it's going it's going to show. Watch what happens. Like Matt Stafford's going to show out. And he's going to show out in a big way. When they play them tomorrow at 8 o'clock on NBC. Oh, you get the spotlight game. Wow. Can't wait to watch that. Oh, that game going to be crazy. His counterpart, though, same story, right? Get drafted by the Rams, same draft. You, Carson Wentz, and you out there, you know, you came out of Cal. Yeah, you came out of Cal, I think it was. Wasn't much to talk about when it came to uh, him. He had a strong arm. He was accurate. Didn't play on the best team. Um, in college, you go to a team like the LA Rams, they just moving, they changing their name and you got to go in and you got to, when they bringing in the new regime, they move it to a nice stadium. You got to be the reason, the reason why they draft you to build them back up. He gets them the one Super Bowl. They lose to the Patriots. He's played in playoffs for them. Messed up. I think it was his thumb. Won them the game, and they barely won. The Rams pushed him out. They said, it's not enough. We need more out of you, um, Jared. We don't need great uh, regular season performances. Then the playoffs, you look pedestrian. We need... We need to change. Let's trade quarterbacks now. They swap you and Matt. That goes separate ways. You go to Detroit. And with that Detroit team, everybody thinks Detroit Lions are down in the dumps. Jared Goff's career is basically over. He's just there to fill. 
and build so they can draft a young quarterback, start over with this rebuilding process, do it up. But here's the thing. Jared Goff is not a quitter. It's not in his DNA. He's had lights out performances against the Chiefs, the, the Ravens, when he was in L.A. He goes to Detroit, and he's been building up this Lions team. And people are like, wow, I'm not, I, where did this come from? Him? Wow. Since he's came to Detroit, he's averaged about, mm, we'll say about 94 passer rating, about 52 QBR. His first year there, he had 19 touchdowns, 8 picks. Getting the feel, you know. Like I said, well, much behind it. 29 touchdowns, 7 picks last year. They just missed the playoffs, but they made sure Aaron Rodgers didn't get there. Then this year, 30 touchdowns, 12 picks. There's hope out there in Detroit. Jerry Goff's the reason there's hope. That game tomorrow, if it ain't as important to Matt Stafford, it's important to Jerry Goff. Because you get to play the team that drafted you and pushed you out. What if he goes out there and he puts up lights out numbers? What if he throws about 400, 300, and it's a shootout? Both defenses are a little suspect. Pay attention to Jared Koff. He gets that win tomorrow. Might be a, They might be a tough out. Next guy I'm going to talk about is never played in the playoffs. I'm talking about Tua Tungvaluwa. Last year, Dolphins were 9-8. and eight. They had lost five straight before they won the last game against the Jets just to get in the playoffs. Tua's hurt. You know, playing the last game against the Jets. Um... He didn't play in the playoff game where they lost to the Bills 34-31. It was Skylar Thompson. Off-season questions. What does uh, the Dolphins do with Tua? So Tua, he played. He had concussions. Three concussions last year. Guess what they say. He gets another one. His career could be done. What can he do? See, so just think about a different career move. All this question is like, can he finish a full season? Can he at least do 10 to 15? Tua comes into the season off the gate, first game against the, the Chargers. He lights it up. Then he does it again and does it again. And people are like, oh. But people are like, they did this last year. They started hot. They started sliding. 
Let's see when he actually gets hit. What does he do? Tool's been sacked, but not a lot. And he's played a full season. A full season. Everybody now is like, oh, this is different. But now it's bigger questions. Because he struggled, or the team has struggled, in big games. Against the top, upper echelon opponents. Lost to the Bills, where you could have won the, the AFC East. You lost to the Ravens, and they pummeled you. You beat the Cowboys, so you got a legit win. You finally can erase that out of your mouth. But you did get a bad loss to the Titans on Monday night. You beating up who you needed to beat up, but lost against the key teams, the Chiefs, the Eagles. You lost to the Bills twice. So everybody keeps talking about that. But you finished the season, um, and now you're about to play in a playoff game. You going down to Arrowhead, playing the Chiefs, and the most terrible weather. And all they can say about you, uh, you and your team, y'all playing nice weather. Them, them fish is going to freeze in that KC weather. What are they going to do? I'm having discussions with people. People are like, oh, Tua's arm is starting to look like it's dying. See, all right. I was sitting there just like, he's straight. He was making deep passes. just the way the coverages are. Can't do nothing about it. If, if teams are changing their defenses and playing you this way, what are you supposed to do? You ain't going to put up 466 every time, 300. 324, 325, like, you ain't going to do that all the time. You're going to have to make adjustments. Tool had 4,624 4, yards, 29 touchdowns, 14 picks. But he finished the season. Now they want to see what it's like when he plays against the Chiefs in that weather. All the pressure's on his shoulders. And all I ever tell people, speaking as a Dolphin representative, all I ever say is, if Tua can win this game against KC, he can at least get one win, you erase every doubt that everybody's ever said about you. All doubt. No one can ever say nothing about you. Because you're your first time getting to the playoffs, and you win, and that type of weather, people should... Now change the narrative. Change the talking. But it all comes down to what does Tua do? Last couple of weeks, he's he's not looked his best. I mean, playing the best defense in the Ravens, and you play the Cowboys defense, who's going to play tough. And they had and certain guys on that offense was getting hurt. Tua has motivation. Like there's a bunch of guys in this playoffs that have motivation, but he has a a different motivation because of the negative talk from the off season. During the season, when they lost to elite teams, 
getting the playoffs. Now he got to face it head on. He's like, you know what? I got to get this win. I have to. Pay attention to Tua today. Pay attention to Tua. I don't think he's going to throw for a lot because of how bad the weather is. It just depends on what. It depends on, I guess, the guys' warm-ups. If they can run, get their cleats in the ground, and they be like, mm, all right. And they take some chances. Just like, let's see what it's like. If I, if I can hold it, hold the football, I can grip it, I can throw it deep. And my receiver can get underneath and catch it. What happens? Because it's going to be a lot of wind out there. So it might be difficult to throw against the wind. The ball might start moving somewhere else. And the receiver got to be like, dang, I got to adjust now. Pay attention to that Dolphins-Chiefs game tonight at 8 o'clock. Another guy. He was motivated. And that team started getting real, real hot lately. Joe Flacco. Super Bowl champion. Playoff champion. I always be feeling like Joe Flacco, when it comes to the playoff, he really does show up. And the way the Browns have been playing lately, ooh. does any team want to play the Browns? Do you really want to take on Joe Flacco, who's played in uh, a couple games this season, and he's played the way he's played? He's been sitting on the couch. Joe Flacco. Um, Joe Flacco and that Browns team, they play with a different type of edge. Yeah, I think you come into the season, you had Deshaun Watson. There's aspirations. Okay, this team might be able to get in the playoffs. If Deshaun can do what he do, get this offense going, Nick Chubb, Mari Cooper, you know. Deshaun Watson's, uh, his rhythm's off, and he's hurt. Nick Chubb gets hurt early in the season, tears his ACL, never gets hurt, ain't been hurt since college, and now he's gone for the season. You don't have your best running back. Sean Watson played one of his best games, and then days later, they say he's out for the season because his shoulder really has discomfort. They played P.J. Walker, Dorian Robinson. Eh, P.J. was playing a little bit better. I thought they should have kept him. But they put him on practice squad. Dorian Robinson gets hurt. They're like, what are we supposed to do now? They call up old man Joe Flacco, 38, 39 years old. They say, hey, man, we need your help. We need you to play. We're ready right now. We just need a quarterback. And he's like, all right, this at least give me like a week to prepare. He signs with them. He's on their practice squad. He learns. He watches. Then he was like, all right, let's see what he does with first team reps. Goes out there and he plays well. And the Browns like, hmm, all right. Well, let's just start. I'm going to see what happens. You never know. Joe Flacco goes out there, plays some great games, bombing it down the field. Mark Cooper's playing rejuvenated. He's playing like he's trying to be the best receiver in the league. Hmm. 
Clint, he was at his Pro Bowl year. Joe Flacco goes out there and he's, you know, throwing up 250, 300 yards. Mark Cooper. And the Browns could have been a 1C, 2C, 3, and they're a 5C right now. If I like any chances or I like my odds for a team to pick that's going to get get some key wins and you really have to play that defense and you got to play a Joe Flacco who's not going to be scared about you bringing the blitz. He knows he's going to get the ball out of his hand quick. He knows he's going to get it out. It's the Browns. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's going to do something. The guy he got to play against, or the team he's got to play against. C.J. Stroud and them Texans. C.J. Stroud is an interesting quarterback. Young guy got drafted. Everybody was talking about, oh, he scored poorly on some tests. And I'm sitting there just like, yo, C.J. Stroud is like the best quarterback in this draft. He's better than Bryce Young. He's taller, stronger arm. I was like, man, he should go to the Panthers. Panthers was like, nah, we want Bryce Young. They've been talking about him during the college season. They was like, nah, we want Bryce. And I'm sitting there just like, all right, whoever gets CJ, they got themselves a quarterback for a long time. Texans got two picks in the top ten. They get their quarterback. They get their defensive. They get their outside linebacker. Two quarterbacks now. They go do OTAs and practices, mini camps. CJ's looking good. They're like, you know what? Why not start CJ? Why not? CJ goes out there. And his first, I think it was his first. I want to say first seven games, he had like 14 touchdowns and no picks. Might have been like 11 and no picks or 12 and no picks. Because I remember saying that in earlier episodes. And I was like, dang. For a young dude, you play against some good defenses. No picks? No blemishes? Like I be saying for the college football stuff. No blemishes? Wow. He went on like that for most of the season. He finished with 4,108 yards, 23 touchdowns, only five picks. 57.4 QBR. That's a franchise quarterback. That's something you can build around. C.J. Stroud got that Texans team with D'Amico Ryan's as coach. And that defense, Nico Collins, I don't know if they'll get Tank Dell back, but he got that team playing at such an impressive, like, start. Like, like I like this Texans and Brown game because it's almost like it's a, it's a, like the most, like fascinating type of game because you like, dang, t- Texans are actually pretty nice. They're not actually pretty good. Like when he's on it, you ain't gonna sack him. CJ makes some great throws. He has a cannon for an arm. They're six and three at home. Browns got walking. Like I said, 
zero zero for everybody. But Texans are gonna be motivated. I like CJ Stroud. Also like Dak Prescott. This is the time now. Dak gotta wake up. This is your time, Dak. You playing the young Packers, Jordan loving them. This is your time. You get this win, and then you're the higher seed. I think they're the two seed, so they would probably play. And let's say, let's say the Rams won. It'll be Cowboys Rams next week. Or, um, let's say the Eagles win. The Rams lose. Eagles and Cowboys again. Oh, come on. But I think the 49ers would get the Eagles. Cowboys would get the Lions, if I'm not mistaken, I think. Three seed, I think. And it could go for one, two. No, yeah, no. Actually, yeah. The 49ers would play the Lions and the Cowboys would play the Eagles, yep. Wow. It's your time, Dak. Get this nice key win. It's going to be a tough one against the Packers. Get that win against them. Confidence is back in that building. People talking good about the Cowboys. You know, America's team. Dak is getting more easy. He already played an outstanding season. Almost an MVP year. 4,516 yards, 36 touchdowns, 9 picks. You got CeeDee Lamb, best receiver right now. Like, statistically... 1,335 receptions, 1,749 yards, 12 touchdowns. Tyreek, you know, had more yards, but you get what I'm saying. That can change a lot of narratives on Sunday. He can change a lot of narratives. They at home. They ain't lost at home. I don't see them losing. This is time. Um, Another guy... Maybe people kind of are looking past. Or Baker Mayfield gets a win against these Eagles. A depleted, hurt, secondary, and Philly. What if he can get a win? All he needs to do is just not play turnover football. But you guys think about how his road got to Tampa. Played with the Browns. Number one pick. High expectation for Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. They said he had a good, strong arm. He's a good leader. Um, He can get the ball down the field. Um, Accurate. And he was at college. He was. Comes into the NFL. You got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb. Cream Hunt, and that defense. And you're just like, man, this team going to be nice. But then, like, they had seasons where they didn't make the playoffs. And questions was about Baker. And they were just like, man, this might move on. Then the rumblings of Deshaun Watson started getting talked about. And 
He's like, man, we're going to trade for a quarterback. Or we're going to have to release Baker and bring in Deshaun. They bring in Deshaun. Baker's sitting there. He's like, dang, really? They let Baker go. They let him out of his contract. Baker goes places for the Rams. He does he's a, he does an impressive job. I don't know if he got him to the playoffs. I don't think he did. I think he was short. Comes in this season. Takes a small deal with the Bucks. They don't know what to expect. They just like, oh, we just need a quarterback. We need something. He's he goes there. He plays impressive. He wins the NFC South when they're having a down year. He put some 28 touchdowns, 10 picks, 4,044 4, yards. And I kept saying on certain episodes, he just can't be the reason they fuck up. He wasn't in that class, but he he has a team that's built around him. The team is already built. This is built from Tom Brady stuff, from Jameis Winston when he was there. All he had to do was just not mess up. Don't turn the ball over. Don't fumble. Win key games. And he did it. He beats the Eagles. He knocks the, the NFC champs out. Talks skyrocket. All he needs is maybe one win, maybe two. Who knows? He gets this key win against the Eagles. Regardless of how depleted they are, everybody's hurt. He he gets brought back to the Bucks. He probably gets like a three-year deal. At least three. And something decent. Because they're like, well, ain't no point in drafting another quarterback. We got one right here. Baker Mayfield got a lot to show. But he just can't be the reason why they lose on Monday night. Just saying. Baker Mayfield. Jordan Love also. First time in the playoffs. Going to be a tough one going on the road to Dallas. Well, he's played. He's put up an impressive season. So that means next year he's going to be even better. I, there's nothing really riding on Jordan Love or Mason Rudolph, those last two quarterbacks. Because they're both in situations where it's like you're playing an elite team, a tough team, and really it's just you just got to play good enough, even if it's a loss, or play, play, play more free where there's no – where it doesn't look like they got to go run the ball heavy because you can't pick up the blitz. Both teams play teams where they got to play the blitz against the Bills and the Cowboys. Both of those quarterbacks got a lot on their hands, so I ain't really much to um, cipher from that. But those teams have good quarterbacks. Going forward, Mason Rudolph definitely showed in the last couple of games. Jordan Love his whole season. But, yeah, it's, this is these playoffs, you, you're going to really learn and understand certain quarterbacks. You're going to see performances where people are like, dang, like, this is impressive. Like, wow, this guy outperformed this one or this game was a shootout. Wow. I'm going to go through, I'm going to rank these teams this weekend. Who's the best? I'm going to go with best team. 
And that's for both conferences. I'm going to say the best team is the Cowboys. They'll be number one. I'm going to say the Bills are number two. Chiefs at three. Lions at four. Dolphins at, f no, I'm going to say Browns at five. Dolphins at six. Um, Eagles at seven. Texans at eight. Uh, I'm going to say Steelers at nine. Packers at ten. Oh, Rams, they in there. They like five or six or six or seven. And the Bucks, you know. These games are very important. They're crucial. Injuries are going to play a part. Like for the Dolphins and the Eagles, they walking in injured. Packers got some injuries. Um, Chiefs got the weather situation. Can't wait to watch these games. For the Saturday games, who do I pick? Oh. Browns and Texans. I'm going to have to go. Texans going to win this game. Uh, just at home, C.J. Stroud going to play motivated. Crowd going to get behind him. Now, the Browns could take it from them early on and give um, some different disguises that C.J. ain't seen. Joe Flacco could play ball lights out, but I just like how the Texans have been playing. They're playing with some different type of heart. I'm good with Texans. Dolphins and Chiefs. Ah! Dolphins going to have to run the ball heavy. And, and I, I, what was it? Someone said something. I think I seen it on Twitter. The Dolphins can run the ball good and they can stop the run. What do the Chiefs like to do when they can't throw the ball? Especially in this type of weather, and you know their receivers are struggling catching. They run it with Pacheco. Pacheco, if he can't get to where he need to get to, now I don't think they're going to contain him because I feel like it's like 50-50. He could be hot, and they could just run the ball about 30, 40 times because of how slippery he is at 5'10". And... These Dolphins are hurt at defensive, on the defensive line. So, they're going to have some older guys coming in to stop their run. But it's Patrick Mahomes, man. Ah! Patrick Mahomes don't lose before the AFC Championship game. I hate to do it. But I'm going to say the Chiefs going to beat the Dolphins. Ah! But if the Dolphins get a win, I'll be so happy. So, so happy. But those are those two games. Those are my rankings. Pay attention to these games this weekend.
You're going to see someone show up. You're going to see someone stand out. I feel like CJ Stroud going to be the one that's going to stand out out of everybody. He's going to really show up. Watch with Matt Stafford and Jerry Goff. That's going to be a shootout. Um, I feel like Josh Allen and the Bills, they're going to be struggling against the, the Steelers. Even in that weather, like I said, it makes it even. When the weather's bad and you playing the team and they're just like, oh, well, they practicing. No, they don't. Not all the time. It's even. Pittsburgh is just as cold as Buffalo. They get snow, too. So, can't wait to watch these games. But, yeah, man. I appreciate everyone checking out the episodes. Check me out on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Check me out on my Facebook Live page, The Dubs in the Building. Uh, TikTok at Dubs in the Building 24. Snapchat, Young Dubs 26. Yeah, man, I'm going to keep it rolling throughout the whole playoffs. Keep talking about these games. I'm going to be on tomorrow talking about these Sunday games, and I'm going to talk about what happened in these the, the Saturday games. So, y'all have yourself a good Saturday. Stay warm. It's chilly out here. Virginia. Jeez. So, I'm gone. Peace.